Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot. Hello, this is Elizabeth Talbot, and thank you so much for joining us for our ongoing series about women of the Bible. Now, this whole week we are doing women leaders, and today we have a woman that does something way out of her cultural status quo. You know, I don't know if you've ever been called to do something or be something that uh, nobody has ever seen. And um, in some ways, I went through that experience. I I still remember 15 years ago when I was called to the ministry. And, uh, you know, I come from a Hispanic country and and, uh, some people had never seen a Hispanic woman pastor. And, you know, I saw my whole family with their own journey about the topic. and, And it was interesting because, you know, you feel the call from God and you can't say no and there's nothing you can do about it. And so I remember um, my first, actually it was my second church where I became a senior pastor and, and they were asking me, well, how, how will it be for you having assistant pastors under you and the fact that you're a woman and there's no other senior pastor women in, in this area? And, and, I, and I said to the church board, you know, uh, you can turn... Um, black and blue or blue in the face or whatever you want to do, but I can't change my gender and I have a call from God to preach the gospel. So I'm hoping that when I start preaching the gospel, um, all gender differences will will go away in the sense of you will forget who I am and you will see Jesus when I'm talking. And, and it was the best experience I've ever had in the ministry in that church. We It was like a honeymoon that never ended between the pastor and the and the church. I'm still good friends with, with the members there. And that was many, many years ago. So there's something that happens when you accept a call from God uh, inside of you, you know, because you know that you were made for this, that you were born for this. And uh, some other people might not like it. And, and I still have people every time I preach that come and talk about, I was very blessed when you were preaching, but, you know, uh, I don't agree with with women pastors. And, and I said, well, I respect your opinion. But, um, and respectfully, I'm going to disagree because I have a call from God and I can't stop preaching. So I think something like that happened to the woman that we're going to talk about today. She is called to be the judge of Israel in a, in a time when um, a woman was not a judge and uh, especially a married woman who had a husband who could have been the judge, right? Why would uh, God choose the woman instead of the man? So very, very interesting because this is uh, this is not a new topic. It's, it's back there in the Bible from the very beginning, issues with, with women leaders. And, and God just doesn't seem to have an issue with that. Uh, human beings seem to have it, but not, not God. So he keeps calling... Um, women to do certain things for him like Queen Esther and Miriam the prophetess and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So today we're going to the book of Judges. This is a very interesting book in the Bible because uh, Joshua, the one that went came after Moses, has died. And now we start a period before the kingdom when when Israel will ask for a king. So the book of Judges is in between between Moses and Joshua and then the the rest of the books that talk about the kings of Israel and Judah, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So Judges is a time, and I'm going to read it to you, chapter 2 of, of Judges, verse 16, um, after Joshua died. Then the Lord raised up judges 
who delivered them from the hands of those who plundered them. So God would choose people who would judge um, Israel in the sense of lead them. And, and when there were issues, they would bring wisdom to the topic and, and people would come to them for counsel. And at the same time, they would raise up somebody to do battle against the enemies of, of Israel. Of course, nothing like this sounds like a woman, right? Especially battle and, and, and wisdom at that time. They didn't, you know, have um, women's opinion in very high esteem. So uh, here we have a pattern that starts happening. The, the people of Israel go away from God and the enemies overtake them. Then uh, they cry out to God and then God delivers them and then chooses a judge, to help them be delivered from their enemies. And this is a pattern that is constantly happening in the book of Judges. That's why we have so many judges. Of course, the, the main four that are very known are, are Deborah, uh, that uh, sometimes people associate with Barak because he was um, he was the, the one leading the army, but the judge was Deborah, and then Gideon and Samson and Japheth. The, we have other judges, but those are the four main ones in the book of Judges. So we have a little word here on chapter 4, verse 1, that says, Then the sons of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the reason why it says again is because we have that pattern. You know, every 20 years or every 40 years, they forget about God, then the enemies take over, and then they cry out to God, and God delivers them through another judge. So that's why the word again is there. And so here they're being oppressed by um, their enemies, and um, and the commander of his of the army of the king of Canaan, it was his name was Sisera. And so again, the sons of Israel cried to the Lord. So I'm in chapter 4 of Judges, verse 3. The sons of Israel cried to the Lord, for he had 900 iron chariots, and he oppressed the sons of Israel severely for 20 years. And all of a sudden, we get the shock of our lives on verse 4, chapter 4, verse 4. Now, Deborah, a prophetess, now we're not as shocked about that because we already had Miriam, the prophetess, in chapter 2 of Exodus, I mean, chapter 15 of Exodus, when we had the song of Moses that we did yesterday, right? So, now Deborah, who was a prophetess, then we start getting shocked because it says, the wife of Lapidoth, so obviously she's married, she has a husband that obviously has a different job than being a prophet or a judge, was judging Israel at that time. So this is, this is a shock for us, even in today's uh, culture, uh, religious culture especially. Deborah was a prophetess. She was the wife of Lapidoth, and she was judging Israel at that time. And, and as, if, if, as if the Bible knew <laughs> that we needed a little more details, on verse 5 we are told, she used to sit under the palm tree of Deborah, between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the sons of Israel came up to her for judgment. So we're told that she actually had a place where people said, hey, what should we do about this? Should we buy this field? Should we do this? What do we do with this inheritance? What do we do with this or that? Oh, let's go talk to Deborah. She's the judge that God has put among us. And so she used to sit under this palm tree. You know, they didn't have uh, fancy offices with air conditioning like we have now, but they had a palm tree, and that was the palm tree of Deborah. And it was between two cities, and people knew exactly where to come for her advice, for judgment, etc., etc. Now, this is very interesting because every once in a while, God will call us out of our comfort zone, and sometimes He will call us out of the cultural status quo. And as a woman minister, and as a Latino woman minister, I can tell you, I, I'm one of those people that got that call. And, and you're saying, 
Lord, are you sure? Because we're going to go through a lot <laughs> because we already know how, you know, people think about this. And God, in the case of Deborah, said, you're going to be the judge of Israel. You know, um, I was I was reading a very good devotional um, call uh, while I'm waiting. And um, the, 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 the author was talking about the five word prayer, not my will, but yours. This five-word prayer that she calls the dangerous prayer is a prayer when you decide to surrender to God's calling, no matter what other people think about it, you know. And it's not just for women, it's for men, for anybody, you know, like like David, for example. He had to ignore so many other voices in order to be able to, to go fight Goliath because his brothers laughed at him. The king said, you can't do this. I mean, everybody was saying, hey, this is not the way we do things, Okay. And David had to ignore all those voices in order to accept the call from God. In this case, Deborah uh, is called to do something, and and that is out of the cultural status quo. And is this would have definitely been a man's role um, for you know all of the other judges, you know Samson and Japheth and Gideon, they're men, <clears throat> so everybody would have been okay with that. She's the first and only woman judge that we have in the Bible. And on top of that, she's a wife of somebody. And you can see that in verses 4 and 5. At that time, they would have, as I mentioned before, had little respect for a woman's opinion. So who would think that a woman was wise enough to judge? Well, obviously, God did. And, and the judge uh, had to be also a teacher, had to know God's decrees and laws. On top of that, she was a, she was a prophetess. So she was multi-gifted, she was courageous, and then, okay, maybe we can accept a woman teacher, maybe we can accept a woman that gives advice, but then the time comes to go to war. And of course, we know the place of a woman is in the kitchen, right? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe in the classroom, but not in war, come on, I mean, this is way out of line here. So, this is what happens next. Verse 6. She sent and summoned Barak, the son of Abinoam, from Kadesh Naphtali, and said to him, Behold, the Lord, the God of Israel, has commanded, because she used to get messages from God, Go and march to Mount Tabor, and take with you 10,000 men from the sons of Naphtali and from the sons of Zebulun. I will draw out to you Sisera. Remember, Sisera was the commander of the enemy, with his chariots and his many troops to the river Kishon, and I will give him into your hands. And Barak, who is, the, who is the, the one leading all the army, said to her, If you go, if you will go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. It's very interesting that this man, who will be mentioned later on in the chapter of faith in Hebrews 11, as a very courageous man, here he says to Deborah, Look, you represent God's presence with us. I'm not going to go to war unless you go with me. And this woman, who is a wife who is a judge, who is a teacher, said to him, verse 9, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, the honor shall not be yours on the journey that you're about to take, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hands of a woman. And she was not talking about herself. A, a woman uh, named Jael uh, would eventually kill Sisera. Deborah rose and went with Barak to Kadesh. I mean, can you imagine here a wife and a mother marching as the head of the army to the battle? I mean, this is definitely not a woman's role. And, and I think um, we have to know, all of us, men and women, that every once in a while, God will call us 
um, with a call that people will criticize, that there will be many voices against uh, that call, and God will say, look, you were born for this. I chose you for this. Now, um, God gives them the victory, and you can read this very, very interesting song that they will sing in chapter 5. Uh, that is called the Song of Deborah and Barak. And here we have this woman <laughs> who is multi, multi-gifted and courageous and, and, and also singing here after the victory. And there's a, a parallelism that the Bible makes between Moses and Deborah. Uh, they both sought to judge. They both drowned their enemies and they, saw, they sang after the victory, etc., etc. And you can read the whole song, a beautiful song in Judges chapter 5. And she has this self-description she, she realizes that God has used her to deliver Israel. In chapter 5 of Judges, verse uh, 7, she is singing, and she says, Until I, Deborah, arose, until I arose a mother in Israel. So she calls herself the mother of Israel. Um, it is very interesting that at some point, you have to come to terms with your calling, no matter how many voices are against it. Now, of course, uh, we know many things about um, symbolic figures that will eventually um, symbolize Christ. And Deborah is one of them because, as you know, uh, the final victory of Jesus Christ is given to us as a, as a warrior who comes to, to, to deliver his children, to avenge his children. And the second coming of Jesus actually is, is in these terms of a, of a war per se. Uh, you can read it in chapter 19. Uh, the second coming is, is breathtaking in the words here, uh, chapter 19, verse 11, and it says that the, he comes to as a warrior. Well, in this case, a woman was called um, to deliver the people of Israel. So, I want to really encourage you, if you feel that you have received a call from God, just go for it, because God will protect you. You might have many people against you, you might have people that criticize you, but God is with you. And if God is with us, who can be against us? Trust the Lord and the calling. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus 101 Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus 101 Media. Until next time, live free. Woohoo!